everyone, it's Adam again, and we're going to do a little bit of a fantasy episode today. Not a little bit, a normal amount of a fantasy episode today. <laughs> Good start. Uh, so I've got three lovely ladies with me today. Mm-hmm. All three of you have been on the show multiple times. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right, so first we have Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Hello. How you doing today? I'm great, thanks. Good. And then we have Brianna. How you doing today? I'm doing great. And then... At the last second, I made Christina join us. So she's going to kind of wing us for a half hour. So, hey, Christina. Hello, hi. There she is. I'm here. Um, All right, so we're going to talk about fantasy novels. I know we've done, I think, at least one fantasy episode in the past. Um, Some of mine kind of are on that line of, like, fantasy or science fiction, which I know we've talked about in the past with Quentin, I think. I imagine them as fantasy, the ones I have. So I'm going to... (laughs) <laughs> do that. Um, I'm not going to make Christina go first because literally 90 seconds ago I was like, do you want to join us? So she's looking <laughs> through stuff. Um, so we're just going to go around the room and, and do some book recommendations. So Sarah, you want to start since you're next to me? Sure. Alright, go ahead. The thing I read most recently was The Young Elites by Marie Lu. Mm-hmm. And I just finished it yesterday. It's fantastic. Yeah? It's really good. It's fantastic fantasy? Yeah. What's, what's it about? Uh, the main character's name is Adelina, and she's a very angry girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a kind of the fantasy setup is this place where there was a plague of some sort, and it only affected children, and... Some of the children came out of it unscathed, and some of the children came out of it with these weird marks and strange... It made, like, their hair turn strange colors, and those ones end up having strange abilities, um, and Adelina has one, and these these people are ostracized, basically. They're, they're seen as bad and scary and... Um, they're hunted by this thing called the Inquisition, but then there's also a faction of rebels who are all what they call the young elites, mm-hmm. and they all have those kinds of strange abilities too. So Adelina's basically being recruited by this faction, but also pursued by the Inquisition, and then later on, not, not really later on, pretty close to the beginning she kind of strikes a deal with one of the inquisitors and he wants her to infiltrate the you know mm-hmm. the faction and feed him information and he kind of threatens her to get her to do this and so there are these two factions kind of fighting for her loyalty and she's just kind of like I hate all of you screw <laughs> all of you I'm gonna do what I want <laughs> and it's the did you read the whole series or the first this is just the first book okay. I hopefully I'm going to read the whole series. I was, was going to say, is it, a, is it a series that you're going to keep going yeah. with? She's magnificent. She's she's dark and she's angry and she wants vengeance for things. And she's just really, like, it almost feels like one of those, like, supervillain origin stories. Mm-hmm. Like, y- you almost hope that she's going to turn into some kind <laughs> of evil queen someday. I do like that. <laughs> yeah. Marie Lou writes awesome lady characters. She yeah. She rules. Um, I was going to talk about Warcross a little bit later, but I 
to an hour. <laughs> well, I've, Jill and I have talked about Warcross a bunch. It's uh, fantasy. It's um, like this mixture of virtual reality gaming, and it's almost it's a lot like Ready Player One. I'm finding I have this niche that I like of <laughs> video game adjacent fantasy novels. Um, so that one's it's really good, but Marie Lou is wonderful, and we've talked about that one in the past, so I'm not going to go into that now. But Brianna, would you like to, to share one? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is it too soon to talk about books that I'm really excited about? Oh, no, go for it. So I finally saw the cover for Warstorm today. Mm-hmm. It's the fourth book in the Red Queen series. Oh, yeah. We love oh, that man. <laughs> Yeah. I just go crazy every time I read one of those books. It's the closest I've gotten to Harry Potter in a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, a trend you'll see with some of the books I've read is I'm a fan of romance. Yeah, it's romantic <laughs> over here. So I'm following the story partially because of the character's relation, Mayor Barrow's uh, relationship with two different male characters in the book mm-hmm. and watching her deal with her allegiances, her <laughs> girl powerness, and mm-hmm. the love thing at the same time. So I'm Christina's over here that throwing out. looks. What does that mean? <laughs> I hate love triangles so I do much. Too. I hate them. I, this think is my, I love that you two are in a room together right now. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I don't. I don't dislike people that like <laughs> love triangles. You don't I hate love, but you I hate just, love. I think it's like because it's always like so dramatic, yeah. and I'm like. You Isn't don't like you either of them, then, if yeah. you can't figure it out. Well, but it'd be really boring if the beginning of the book, they're just like, so these two guys, just kidding, I've changed my mind. Then the other one would have anything to do. Or how about this? How about no love interest? Do we need love no. interests to be complete? Because I feel no. like we really don't. I, I read so books many do. books that were ruined by, by like, an unnecessary love attachment. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm with Brianna on this. I like I I enjoy when there's like a romantic aspect of the story. It, it doesn't need it, but I feel like it adds something to it. And I also I like doing the thing where early on in the book, and you can kind of tell who's going to be the love, love interest. interest. Yeah. there's always one that is like the I, obvious choice. But yeah. I kind of like seeing the like the seeds of that start at the beginning you're like oh she was really descriptive about the way his eyes looked i, I wonder if that means anything so i'm i'm with you I'm i like you. it sometimes <laughs> but on the other hand i do feel i do feel that it gets in the way sometimes like i there are authors who do it well and yeah. and it's a background thing and it doesn't get in the way and it doesn't change the motivations you know of the of the people involved and that's when i feel like it's done well but i feel like if you start off you're reading something like you know just generically like these people are having some kind of quest and they're on some kind of mission and then if there's a love interest sometimes it turns into like oh screw the mission this is all about <laughs> getting this person into bed or something you know this is like ruins it so this is the fourth book in that series? The fourth book comes out this May. Nice. Is it the last one? We, d- we never know. Because I read the first one and then found out it was like not close to being done and then no. just did what I usually do. And I'm usually ready for it to be a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. when they're like, oh no, we did three 300 page books and we're still not done, then I'm just 
I'm here. I'm, I'm waiting always, for all of it. I'm always thrown off when it ends up being a, a duology, when it's just two. Because it doesn't happen very often, but um, Lee Bardugo did it with her yeah. Six of Crows books. Loved those. Those are great. And I'm reading um, a couple about these lady pirates, and the author's going to be on the, the podcast a little bit later in the month. But same thing, it's a duology, and I was like, it, I finished the second one, and I was like, oh, what? Oh, next? <laughs> I want a third book. Oh, no. So I was very spoiled, but... Um, Brenna, I didn't even know that this series was getting a fourth. That's how out of the loop I am, so I'm excited <laughs> to hear it. That's awesome. Oh, Despite yeah. the romance. <laughs> <laughs> Christina, have I given you enough time? Yeah, to no. Um, I have I have a bunch, obviously. <laughs> I so, hang on one second. So two things. Well, no one can see this, but so you and Brianna are in the same room. And when she was talking about the uh, love triangle, you were like staring daggers at Sarah and I and yeah. you were and then the second part, you were just looking at a book and I don't know what it was, but Brianna was like very excitedly pointing at <laughs> So I don't know what it was, but I got really excited. <laughs> Again, I, I've i talked about this at length. I won't read a book if there's a love triangle. I just won't. I know, that, and I'm probably limiting myself. Really? I just, I don't, I don't, I'm oh, not I interested. still read them. I just complain about it. Um, so I always, like, I when I'm looking for books, I, I usually look in fantasy just to see what's coming and, like, what's popular. So I actually have read so much fantasy, so this is really exciting because, you know, I had 90 seconds to prepare. All right. right. (laughs) um, I would not... I have to talk about um, A Court of Thorns and Roses, obviously. Of course you That was the one I was excited about. I purposely did not put that on my list because I knew one of you (laughs) would have it already. Well, and I think... I I really like this series because I've actually suggested it several times, and I've suggested it to people who are like, "Eh, I'm not usually into YA or fantasy or whatnot, and when you describe it to people, you're like, well, it's a retelling of Beauty and the Beast, kind of, with fairies, and people kind of like, also kind of not YA. Yeah, no, no, there's (laughs) not. I mean, I don't know, like, teenagers understand that, like, sex happens, like, okay. Um, but so what's really exciting about this series is, um, a new book's coming out, I believe in May, May, mm, I think what? it's May. It says expected publication 2018. Get out. I have some catching up to do. Me too. Um, so basically the story ended in the third book, which was a, um, court of wings and ruin. And that came to a really nice close. So like... Then Sarah J. Moss came out and said, the story will continue, but with different characters. So if you're invested in the story, keep keep with us. You're going to hear from a different narrator. So I was fine with that. Although Andrea recommended this to me before it was finished, and I was really annoyed because I got <laughs> really invested. So, but, so what's exciting, and in May, uh, Court of Frost and Starlight um, is coming out. They just released the... The cover art looks beautiful. It's a fun uh, name. Yeah, we had to, we tried to guess because they did like a court of F and S. Yeah, <laughs> sounds horrible. But like I think Andrea, Andrea and I got Frost, and then we couldn't think of the S, so we got close. But this one is actually going to be told from the perspective of Feyre and Reese, who narrated the last one. But it's kind of like a bridge novel into the next part of the series. So they're kind of going to like lead us into the next part and I think it's one of those things where like if you're good with how the third book ended 
you don't have to continue. You can just believe everyone lived happily ever after. But there were some loose ends that haven't been tied up. So I think it's going to shift in narrator and we'll get a whole new perspective, which is kind of exciting. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I want to tell you when it comes out. I think it's May. Sarah's May. very excited about this. May, May 1st. 1st. I was excited, too, because it's before I, you know, have the baby. Not that I'm not going to read after I have a baby, obviously. <laughs> that, that's going to be it. <laughs> oh, man. So isn't that book kind of a love triangle? And keeping in mind that I've only read the first one. No, no. it's not. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, but to be (laughs) fair, I understand why you think that. But without giving too much away in the second, it's it's not like she has... She has definitely decided. Yes. Like... You as the reader might be torn for a little bit, but as the narrator, she's... Her mind is made up. Her mind is made. So I'm horrified, but this is also what I get jazzed about. You'll, (laughs) knowing what you like and some of the books you recommended, if you like the first, you're going to love the second because it was like even better. Um, It's a little bit of a whirlwind because you like a lot of things change and you feel kind of like, whoa, I thought I'd, you know, but then it makes you change your perspective on the first book by how she's describing what's going on in the second. So it's, it's, it's good. And believe me. I'm with you because I would have been annoyed about this had I, <laughs> but it was good and I was fine. Man, some tension in the room. Yeah. No, I, um, no, no tension. Um, I have one that I'll just, it's a series that I'll just say really quickly because I don't need to describe a lot of it. Um, it's the Queen of Hearts series by Colleen Oakes. It's basically like a prequel to Alice in Wonderland. So it's how the Queen of Hearts became the Queen of Hearts. Um, believe it's a trilogy i think the third one just came out yeah there it's really fun um the audiobooks are great but i I love alice's adventures in wonderland people who listen are very aware of that i have alice in wonderland tattoos so anything about (laughs) alice in wonderland i will read um that's by colleen oaks and queen of hearts series actually this thing i didn't know that it was a trilogy and i downloaded one and started listening to it and there was all these back characters i was like well, I feel like I don't know any of these Wonderland <laughs> characters. And then I like, looked closely. I was like, this is the third book. I should start at the first one. So <laughs> I went back and all was well with the world. Um, Sarah, what would you like to talk about next? Um, I, I have a couple of just super quick mentions that I won't go into detail about. They're older. I've probably read them already. Um, the Age of Legends trilogy by Kelly Armstrong. Okay. It's super fantastic. The first one is called Sea of Shadows. Um... I read the whole trilogy. I had to wait for number three. That sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's it's really great. It's about two sisters and told from the perspective of one of them, and it's great. And I would be remiss if I also didn't mention the Seven Realms series Mm -hmm. by Senda Williams Tsushima. The first one of those is The Demon King. It is amazing. It's a really great (laughs) name for a book. (laughs) Um... And then um, the one I did want to talk about a little bit was Blood Song by Anthony Ryan. Okay. Uh, the trilogy, I think it's going to just be a trilogy, is called Raven's Shadow, and Blood Song is book number one. And it's from the perspective of this kind of battle-scarred tough guy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 
it's very it's one of those books that's obviously a fantasy setting and it's a fantasy realm but it's very um it's gritty it's like it's not you know it's not like fantasy like fairies and unicorns it's fantasy like war and death and destruction yeah you know um so this this main character he you know has a bad background as a child and ends up in this battle school and they teach him how to be this hardened warrior and he gets famous and you know fights in a lot of wars and becomes fairly well known Mm -hmm. for good and bad things (laughs) Um, and it's kind of told through his perspective, but through flashbacks mm-hmm. of of like his time in the battle school and how he got there and what he did to prove himself and how he learned the things that he knows. It's really good. It's um, it's all looking forward to this like duel. He's he's having these flashbacks and he's telling them to a historian mm-hmm. as he's on his way to this mysterious duel and it's just kind of implied that this duel is like a big thing and it's going to decide his destiny kind of um so the whole story is like past tense here's my life leading up to this Mm -hmm. and then at the very end of the book you get to read about the duel and it's really good um kind of probably something that fans of game of thrones would like Mm -hmm. because it's very again it's very gritty and Epic. Yeah, I like us. I like when there's a school and a fantasy novel. Yeah. I, I enjoy a fantasy school novel. Yes. I found. <laughs> um, those are, yeah, those are great. Uh, Brianna, would you like to keep going? Sure. Uh, my second tendency, besides romance, uh, is just to fall behind. So a lot of the books that I've read, I had to wait a couple months after someone else read them, and they're like, oh, this is awesome. Like Christina in The Court of (laughs) (laughs) Thorns and Roses. And I just read in the past six months The Night Circus and Caraval. Oh, Oh, nice. Good. Now, what did you... Did you? Which Good one did choice. you read first? I read Caraval first. Is that how? And is that how? I, I think so. Yeah. I I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Caraval. Did, Caraval. Can I ask which one you liked better? I'm really excited about this because I read them both, and mm-hmm. they're widely like lots of people compare them to each other. Yeah, I even if you look on Amazon, it's like frequently bought together. Yeah, I prefer Caraval. Oh, oh really? Personally, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm the opposite. I, I liked. Night I listened Circus to m- Night Circus. I liked Night Circus more, but I read it first, oh, okay. and then read Caraval so. with my book club. So, I have a book recommendation for you. Yes. If you like both of those, uh, Daughter of the Burning City. So it's by this author Amanda Foodie, F O O D Y. What a and great last name! Yeah, <laughs> she was on the podcast. Um, it's same thing it's like a traveling circus and it's like thousands of years old and the circus itself is um like the size of a city and you can get lost in it and the the main character is like she leads up the freak show because like she has the ability to put images in your mind and create these fake characters that are they the other people don't know that they don't exist and so she like creates all of the freaks of her freak show from her own mind and just it's i daughter of the burning city is like a 
it's a carnival, but it's also like a murder mystery set in a carnival. It's so oh, good. It's one yeah. of the best books I read last year. Also, I know we're a digital company, but the physical book is gorgeous. It's like pink and purple and black. So it's very much like Caraval and Night Circus. I think actually if it's one of the other books that like falls in the bundle on Amazon. Like yeah. it might also like... Um, is there romance? There is some <laughs> romance. That's why you liked Caraval better. Yeah, yeah. Caramel had more. That there's a there's a there's a second one coming out, right? I yeah, yep. I haven't read it yet. I have it, but I haven't read it yet. I also, I also bought the physical copies of both of those because they are also both yeah just beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. I mean, the Night Circus is one I passed hundreds of times, but I was just looking at the cover like, yeah. oh wait, this is a book I should probably read. Yeah. Um. I could talk about circus-related fantasy. I feel <laughs> like the circus is having a moment. Like, there's mm-hmm. been a lot of, like, interest. Because I yeah. think it just, it closed this it year in, a, in the United States. Last yeah. year. Right? Yeah. I'm not for real circuses. Clowns creep me out. Right, animal. right. The animal mystery. And the animal stuff I don't like, but... I think the intrigue in. of it when it was, like, first happening is interesting. When, like, yeah. that was, like, what people got excited about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we're like, let's go to the movies. Circus just have, like, all this, like, mystery. Like, what's going yeah. on behind the scenes? Yeah. Like, it's like this, like you said, the mystery. But it's also, like, kind of, I don't want to say spectral. But, like, peop- there's, like, this air of, yeah. It was a simpler time yeah. than we think when really it was like yeah. miserable because yeah. of the depression and all that stuff was well, going they, on. They use magic differently than fantasy usually does. Yeah. Because yeah. really it's do. like we have magicians, but mm-hmm. you never quite know if magicians have real magic or if they're just tricking you. Yeah, so right. I like that aspect. Oh, me too. All right. Christina has to go shortly, so I'm going to have her do one more before she. I literally asked you to do this last second. So oh, no, you're fine. Go ahead and give us one more, and then I'll um, let you go prep for your meeting. Well, it, I have to talk about Ursula K. Le Guin's Wizard of Earthsea, the Earthsea Cycle series, because, I mean, she she's amazing. She recently passed away, which is so sad, um, because she's, like, she's one of the first female authors that I really think, like, changed the way we think about genre you know there's been so many since but like when she was doing it nobody else was and it was you know she had a difficult time getting published and she never quit she had this idea and it became one of the most like you know longest withstanding fantasy novel series that there is Um, It gave us the idea of people really embracing a world outside of their own. Like, fantasy has been around forever, but it's it's never been as popular as it is now because, like, all the realists out there don't want to read. But I think Ursula gave us this pathway to J.K., to all the others. I like, I I love her. Um, I read uh, A Wizard of Ursi in high school. It was actually required read. Yeah. Jealous. And I at first was like, I don't want to read this. This Sounds (laughs) boring. And I was a big reader at the time. Just for some reason, this just looked like dull. And it's an older book, so I'm sure I was just being, you know, stupid. But I remember reading and getting into, like, the second chapter and being like, holy crap, this is so good. Um, But so the whole Earthsea series is this sprawling epic a lot happens but the first one and if you not read it you have to because it's 
it sets up this whole, like, she knew what she was doing. She had a whole idea right up from the get-go. Like, she knew this was going to be this, like, huge thing. But so it starts with, is it, I say Jed. I say Ged. Okay. It's one of those things, like, I think I feel like people have. I'm, I've always said Jed. Ged seems right. It, it could be. It, it, G-E-D is the way that. Yeah. It's, it's like GIF, GIF. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> so, but the first book is, it's already, like, known that. Ged is the greatest sorcerer in all of Earthsea, but we're getting to look behind the curtain at his youth when he was called Sparrowhawk and like how he learned to essentially um, master the magic, um, how he tamed an ancient dragon. So like uh, Jed has this whole like legend about him. So it like it's going back to explore how this legend was built and it's really cool. So it's like this really good quest series. There is some romance, Brianna. Um, if you haven't read it yet, you should. It's, it's one so of the best good. fantasy it, books of all time. When she passed away, it was one of those situations where, like, even if you didn't know who she was, if you follow other fantasy writers on, like, Twitter, they were all posting stuff about how she inspired their books. So you really, she was very much, like, on the same lines of, like, Lord of the Rings and Chronicles of Narnia. Like, she was, you know, Ursula is one of the defining yes. fantasy voices. And we miss she her. Yes. She's the best. So, all right, I'm going to let you leave so you can go to your meeting. Thank you. The Lunar Chronicles, everyone. Yes. All right, you've talked about that. Yeah, you've I love it so much. <laughs> all right, take your headphones off. Try not to make a bunch of noise. Okay, so now it's just the three of us. Brianna's in a room all by herself. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, Sarah, would you like to offer up another one, or did you go through all your whole list there? Oh, no, I have a very large list. I assume. <laughs> all right, go ahead. You can throw another one out there. Um, not to be a hater, but I want to talk about something that I was really excited to read and got let down by. That's okay. Long May She Rain by Rihanna Thomas. Mm-hmm. I was super excited about it. Um... I probably, I probably put like, I don't know, six hours into my first like chunk of reading it, uh-huh. <clears throat> and I was immediately disappointed. Oh. <laughs> Not because it? it was bad; it was it was still good, um, but because I was expect you know, long may she reign. I was expecting this court intrigue all about this queen, and mm-hmm. it was like definitely a murder mystery in fantasy clothing. Oh, And I'm like not that. super into murder mysteries. I mean, they're okay. They have their moment, but... Yeah, you said that, by the way, and we both just perked up like, ooh, go, wait, go on. <laughs> go on. <laughs> Where can I find this? Um, it really, it really is, it, it has the feeling of a, of a classic whodunit. It's mm-hmm. like... This, this girl is like 23rd in line to the throne or something and all of the other people in, above her get poisoned and die all at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so she's suddenly a queen and she was never expecting to be one. Mm-hmm. And she's in danger because whoever killed all the other, you know, heirs, obviously they want her dead too. And she just kind of has to go through this, like, who can I trust? Where am I safe? you know, mm-hmm. kind of ordeal and decide, you know, what guards are trustworthy or what servants or, you know, court advisors or yeah. whoever's left out of that, you know, 
is is trustworthy and it's it kind of just turns it Brandon you'll love it there's like this <laughs> angsty romance um there's this angsty romance with the uh illegitimate prince who can't inherit and like it's I don't know it, I'm not saying it was a bad book it was still a well written book but it was not what the blurb promised mm -hmm. and that made me sad I have one kind of like that too, and I'm afraid <laughs> to say it because it won a bunch of awards. But "Carve the Mark" by Veronica Roth, oh. um, she wrote the Divergent series. I, it got a ton of attention. It was a number one New York Times bestseller, and I, it's a mix of like fantasy and science fiction, where it's very much a space opera. But a lot of we talked to this author um, a while back, John Scalzi, who's a very famous science fiction and fantasy writer and I asked him like what's the difference and his oh, he always said like if something happens that can't be explained if they explain it through advanced science it's science fiction if they advance if they explain it through like a wizard or magic it's fantasy and so this one is kind of a little bit of both like there's some science and there's some fantasy but it felt like to me Veronica Roth was trying to both build out her world to set up for multiple stories and also tell a really intricate story at the same time. So there's like all these, all of these characters with like really crazy names. I suck with names. When I'm reading, <laughs> like like Sira Novavec and Akos Karaseth. Like there's all these oh. names that I couldn't. Oh uh, yeah. That keep straight in my brain, and there were so many of them in these different families that are fighting and factions, and I could see why lots of people liked it. But it felt very muddled to me where it's like, oh, I see where you're trying to go with this. I wish you would take your time to get there. But yeah. she was both building the world and telling a story in the world at the same time. And it was tricky for me. So I know how you feel about, like, being let down by a book. Right. It's not that it's not good. It's just that it's not what you're expecting. Yeah. Like, it was still, it was still worth all the praise, I guess. Mm-hmm just not what you particularly wanted. Yeah. Also, I mean, who am I to tell people that a Veronica right? Roth book isn't good? Like, she's great. I, just I, I haven't read that it. one yet. I have been... It's it's good. I just, it. for me, I, I didn't love it, but that's just me. So, anyway. Brianna, do you have one that you did like, or you could also poo-poo a book like we both oh. just did? Whatever you would like to do. So, I'm curious about two book series that I tried, uh, started, and it was like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. The first one is The Last Magician, and everyone was like, this is for Harry Potter fans, but it's more mature and adult, and I think it maybe was too gritty for me. Mm -hmm. Is this the one by Lisa Maxwell? Uh, mm. Does it have, like, does it have the cover? No. Wait, wait. No. No? Am I thinking of the wrong book? Lev Grossman, what's that? Oh, um, the, uh, oh, no, I do know what you're talking about. Uh, the magician, is it The Magicians? Oh, ma oh, The Magician. Yeah, maybe that's what it's maybe called. Just make sure. It's I, a yeah, series now on TV. Yeah, the Magicians, yeah. Okay. That's the one. My bad. Fillory is real, that one. Yeah. Yeah. The, okay. the concept was cool, but then just the story was so serious. Everybody I know who's read it and then watched the show is this phenomenon miracle where they're like actually the show is better oh everybody yeah. i know that's read it they're like no the book sucks the show is better and i'm like that is not are you sure because i didn't read it but okay. i did watch it and my i have several friends who've done both and they were all like no just watch the show the book sucks hmm. and i was like are you sure though 
Are you sure? So you said it was like the the grittiness that you didn't love. Uh, yeah, like it wasn't enough magic. There was just hardship oh. the whole time. <laughs> 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 like, oh, this isn't yeah. fun anymore. <laughs> no happiness. Yeah. yeah. I'm all for books that move my emotions, and I'm I'm happy to cry during a book. But yeah, if it's just like constantly sad and tough, I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> I didn't the, read this to be depressed. Pay off, yeah. It's like the movie Blue Valentine. I always joke. It's like it starts sad, and that's the happiest it gets. Like that's how I feel about oh. things like this. But anyway, sorry, you, you looked like I looked like I distracted you. Oh, I just had another book I wanted to ask about. Yeah, Three Dark Crowns. <gasps> oh my god. Okay, so it. you're excited <laughs> about it. So I read a f- first dozen or so pages, yeah. and I didn't like the character, so I didn't keep reading. Yeah, I think that's kind of intentional, actually. Oh. Yeah. Um, I don't Is this? I don't want to spoil it. Do you plan to go back to it? Uh, I don't know yet. I'm trying to get sold on it. Well, yeah, tread, don't spoil, but tread lightly. I mean, it's not just the two of us you're selling this to. We do I have don't. listeners. Um... I mean, it's it's not new. It's hopefully okay. Well, I'm trying to justify my intention to spoil, so I will not spoil. Um, <laughs> well, if you if you get too spoilery, I can I can edit. Okay, yeah. Uh, so I I started like like first few chapters. There's like one of the girls, you know, because there are three three main characters obviously one mm-hmm. of the girls I was like she's okay the other two I was like I hate both of them like they suck um, they do not deserve any crowd anywhere yeah. they are senseless petty creatures and and then I was like wait I think this is kind of the idea like I think the whole idea is kind of none of these girls are the perfect answer none of them are the obvious choice um Hmm. and there's there's a thing that happens (laughs) late in the book that's probably gonna like sway you that's worth there's like a going to the end there's like a revelation kind of later in with you know and each of them has you, you read like what 12 chapters you said Oh, uh, no, like a dozen pages. Oh, 12 pages. <laughs> oh, <that's, yeah. laughs> okay, well, I think it doesn't, I mean, it's not spoiling much in the in the blurb. It, you know, kind of explains each of them has, like, a talent. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, a superpower-type talent. It's just, like... Venom. Yeah, like, one has venom. One is, what is it? God, it's been a while now. One of them's, like, an elemental whatever. One of them's a poisoner. And one of them's like in tune with nature, mm-hmm. and those are their particular talents. And it kind of sparks, like in the lands that they live in, it kind of sparks like factions of people who are like, "Oh, the poisoner is obviously the one that should be the queen," and then the other faction is like, "No, the one that's good with animals should obviously be the queen." <laughs> like, you know, so. There are all those ideas about it, but there there is a twist later on that makes it super interesting. Okay. That I think kind of takes away the whole, like, oh, which of these girls are you rooting for, and which one do you like, and which one do you want to win the throne? Mm-hmm. And it kind of makes it about something else. I'm really into In it. No one else can see this, obviously, but the visuals of the two of you <laughs> doing this conversation, it was like ping pong. Like, when it, like 
Sarah's talking, and you're like, okay, maybe, maybe. <laughs> and then I look back at Sarah, and like she's using her hands. Oh, good stuff. You need to get a video camera in here for this stuff. Oh, yeah. Video podcast. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, vlog. So did she sell you on it, or what do you think? What do you think? I have to get caught up on all my yeah. other series, but sure, I think sure, I'll sure. give it another shot to see. I, lo- I love a good twist. So. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, not to add more to your list, <laughs> but <laughs> so there's this series. The third one is coming out in June. Uh, it's by Ellie Blake, and the first book is called Frostblood, <laughs> and the second one is called Fireblood. Did you read these two? I read Frostblood. Oh, my gosh. So you haven't read Fireblood yet? Ah, oh, they're both so good. Okay, <laughs> so... There are these people in the world that are broken up, and they one of some of them have the ability to control frost and cold and ice and snow, and the other ones have the ability to control fire and heat, and um, they are at war with each other just because of obvious differences. And um, Ellie does what I wish Veronica Roth would have done, where like she builds this world slowly, in the sense that there's. Not only are there these people who can control fire and these other ones who can control frost, but there are these like fairy tales and myths that she tells slowly in the world as like backstory that sets the the stage for why all of this is happening. And so you get first you get like these magical elements of the people that are the main characters, and then you get this backstory about like well here's why these king and queens are fighting each other and why their people hate each other and then you realize that like above that it's because there's like these basically like gods that have these mm-hmm. powers to control all these other people and it, everything about it is wonderful the first book doesn't have a uh, love triangle the second one does have a love triangle <sighs> but I like the characters I like all of like honestly normally when I read a book where there's a love triangle I'm like oh that guy's a garbage human (laughs) you know I suspect I did I haven't read the second one like I said but from just from context and the first one I suspected that they were going to do something like that and I was like don't do this but but they do do it it. They, they do in such a way where like the first the guy you first meet you're like oh okay I he's like broody and mysterious you're like that ah, classic Angry. classic yeah. fantasy guy and then you meet the guy in the second book who's like very like f- open and super confident and like it huh. you should hate both of them and you end up just liking them both and it's very rewarding so the, <laughs> i listen to the audiobooks um i don't know if you guys do audiobooks a lot oh like, yeah for fans. okay the, not for fantasy usually, i don't remember the narrator off the top of my head but she has this awesome like English Scottish Irish accent kind mm, of nice. thing going on oh it's so good it's so good I these are the I read I listened to both of them in like a week like I would be listening to them while I was cooking and my wife would try to talk to me and I'm like good part good part coming and then I finished and didn't realize the third one doesn't come out till the summer so so you're obviously devastated I am crushed right now yeah and then I will be crushed this will be a book hangover when I'm done with them they're they're so good yeah I think you would very much like these ones okay um most of our libraries have Frostblood, and a bunch of them also have Fireblood because they're pretty popular. So that was my rambling about that. Um, let's do one more each. So let me check the time here. Yeah, let's do one more each, and then we'll let us we'll we'll go on our way, and we'll we'll probably do this again because there's always fantasy books. Oh yeah. Out. So end on one that you like, Sarah. I. I would be remiss if I did not mention the first book I ever read that got me into fantasy. Yes. Which was The Dark is Rising. And 
Uh, Susan Cooper. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> um, it's a it's a series. It's a they're like for kids. They're short, uh, more like novellas. Mm -hmm. And the actually, I think the Darkest Rising is not even the first one. Um, I just have to double check my own research. No, you're here. good. Yeah, the Darkest Rising is actually number two chronologically. Mm -hmm. It is the first one that I read. Um, and it's it's kind of every kid's fantasy book ever. Eleven year old boy comes into his powers and he doesn't understand what's going on mm -hmm. and he's thrust into this good versus evil battle. Um, it's it's meant to be for children, um, so it's very clean, um, mm -hmm. but very engrossing, like. He lives in the countryside with his, I don't know, seven siblings, and they're all, you know, a collective group of wild young children, uh -huh. and, and he's kind of this nerdy kid, and he, you know, he turns 11 and finds out that he's something called a sign seeker. It's very oh, mysterious. It's very, fan yeah. very fancy. Um, so, you know, typical, but he... He's like important against this in, in this fight, like light versus dark. So he's he's got to work with this new knowledge and figure it out. And it's just a great coming of age, coming into your magical abilities story. Nice, it's wonderful. Love it. I loved it. It's really sparked my interest in the genre. Mm -hmm. And I read it when I was very young. So when you, I think when you're a kid and you read something like that, you're like, oh. Someday I'll turn as magical age and I'll come into my magical age. <laughs> 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 you fantasize about it because it's what you do. Okay, last one for you. I know you said we talk about it enough, but we don't talk about the Lunar Chronicles <laughs> enough. <laughs> I have to mention it again. Being someone that grew up watching Sailor Moon, mm -hmm. oh, it's yeah. very dear to my heart. Anything moon related. Yeah. Oh man, I feel bad that Christina's not here. I know <laughs> she would be so. You happy. guys could, yeah, you guys could get along about this one because she's a massive fan as well. So, how many of those have there been now? Ooh, I think there's seven total, seven. but four in the the bulk of the series where the main action is. And the first one's Cinder, right? Yep, Cinder. And That's the only one I've read. Is the first Cinder, one. Scarlet, Crest, and Winter. So they're all. Are they, I know Cinder is definitely, are they all like classic fairy tale retellings? Because yep. I'm a sucker for fairy tale retellings. Oh, yeah, the whole thing. Same. And then you have to, after that, try Heartless. I mm -hmm. did read Heartless. I was let down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's we don't I have to talk about it. I uh, also <laughs> have to read Renegades. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was like my, yeah, that was the one. Uh, we talk about Lunar Chronicles so much that we actually we were, she Marissa Meyer was on the show. Jill got to interview her <sighs> when she was in Cleveland. I was I was somewhere else. I was very salty. I got a book signed from her. Yeah, she I, she apparently rules. So, I'm so jealous. She was thought she was promoting Renegade. So, um, yeah, we do talk about the. Is there another one coming out in the near future? Do you know? Uh, which. On the Lun oh, Lunar I think, Chronicles? I think Lunar Chronicles is done. Renegade should have a sequel even, mm -hmm. so more series to hold your heart. Gotcha. Um, last one for me. It's not I titled yet, right? What's that? The second one. Oh, second Renegade. It's not titled. I do not know. 
Um, last one for me, I mentioned that I love this like subgenre of like video game fantasy books for some reason. Um, and so the last one I'll say is Otherworld by Jason Siegel and <laughs> Kristen Miller. There's a facial um, expression yeah. for you. <laughs> Jason Siegel does the audiobook too. And just it's almost annoying that someone can be so talented that he's like he was in High Met Your Mother, and he's an actor in all his movies, and he wrote the Muppets movie, and he can also sing, and oh, also he can write YA fantasy, and they're really fun. Um, it is kind of the same thing with like Ready Player One. There's a uh, this incredible video game that people are obsessed with, and then there's a nefarious company behind it and things happen I don't want to give too much away but if you're a fan of Ready Player One or Warcross you will absolutely love Otherworld and it sets up a sequel and it ends on a cliffhanger and it drove me nuts <laughs> is, um, is the second one out? no, okay. second one is like, not out I have Otherworld on hold and I'm I almost when I, ha- when I have a book like that and it's on a hold and I'm almost dreading getting it because I know that the second one is not out yet and I can't immediately go know, to it afterwards. But it's so good. It's, it's so good. It's, it's so, way. so good. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I might actually re-listen to it just because... And again, Jason Siegel does the, the narration, which is fun. That's awesome. Um, and like, there's this ogre character that he does like an ogre voice for that I... <laughs> and when I first heard it, I was like, that's going to get super annoying. Nope, it's very fun the whole time. Um... <laughs> Okay, so those are a bunch of fantasy recommendations. We'll definitely do this again because I know there's always more. So many. Um, but thank you guys so much for joining. This was a blast. I could keep doing this, but of you course. also have a meeting to get to, I know. Thank so. you. All right, <laughs> thanks, ladies. Thanks. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.